to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are all doing very, very, very well in this very busy and exciting week for Roma and the transfer market. Jordan Veritu arriving, uh, Diawara arriving, and then the transfer rumors surrounding Gonzalo Higuain, uh, Mauro Icardi. Certainly very, 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 very busy. Uh, right before I bring Andy on, just have to thank our latest patron from Patreon, Yazan, who you can find on Instagram, at Yazbaz. So that's at Y-A-Z-B-A-Z-Z. And you can also find the club that he is a part of, uh, Roma Club Dubai, on Instagram as well. And that is at Roma Club Dubai. Yaz, thank you so, 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 so much for your support. It means absolutely everything. As always, if you would like to support the podcast, get early access to the podcast and extra episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press or go to the support page at the top of aromapress.net. All right, here is Andy as he and I discuss the latest on the transfer market of Roma. All right, Andy, we got our first taste of the Roma of Paolo Fonseca yesterday um, in a friendly match that they scored one dozen goals in. They win 12-0. to Now, certainly, these are the types of matches that you can't overreact about or take too much from, but was there anything in particular that stood out to you um, in the first friendly for Roma? Uh, I think what stood out, to me, was uh, how the fullbacks moved, how far up the pitch the fullbacks were. Uh, basically, as we said on, on previous episodes, the fullbacks resemble very closely wingers. Uh, Spinazzola was basically a, a winger for Roma in that first half. And then also I found curious the, the way he utilized Pastore, uh, uh, sort of floating around the pitch, uh, not in a specific position, but sort of drifting from uh, the attacking midfielder role to sort of going back and helping out Nzonzi. Um, so, you know, that doesn't mean that that will keep persisting in, in future games um, or that Pastore's role is going to be just that. But it was interesting to see how the midfielders worked. Um, besides that, you know, it was just a very regular, uh, chill game. Uh, you know, many people reacted towards the, the fact that Paul Lopez was already very outspoken as a goalkeeper and communicated continuously with uh, with his teammates, so that's a positive sign. I mean, for me, the biggest takeaway I just had it written down here was Pastore. I mean, it really reminded me of how we used to see uh, Perotti play. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but how deep he used to drop to uh, get the ball, carry it forward. Uh, for me, yeah, seeing Pastore play in that way, uh, a bit refreshing because that's clearly what his game is, um, carrying the ball, Playing behind the striker, um, he's not a Metzala as we saw last season. So clearly it looks like he'll be able to utilize his strengths and his characteristics this season, uh, unlike the past season where he really, really struggled. So, uh, But yeah, as far as the fullbacks go, I agree. Uh, they were more or less uh, wingers, as you said. They played very high up. Um, 
so it'll be interesting to see uh, how this uh, w- looks um, against better competition. Because and can I and can I just say that that was easily Florenzi's best performance in a Roma shirt in a few months? <laughs> <laughs> against yeah, against the fourth tier plumbers. So that was um, yeah, that was refreshing to see uh, from Pastore. I, I was glad. I mean, er, again, I, we're not going to overreact, but from what we saw, I liked it. Now, I wanted to move on to to the transfer rumors that have persisted over this last few days. But there's something I want to get to first. So, uh, Eleonora Trotta, who's the director, and I saw you replied to her tweet, of Calcio Mercato. She said that next week, the operation for Dzeko is likely to be wrapped up. But in those negotiations, there is likely to be another Roma player. Wow. I know nothing about anything in regards to Dzeko. His agent is notoriously quiet. He doesn't grant interviews to anybody. So if you want to get any information from his side, you you more or less have to hope that uh, the club, either way, either Roma or Inter, uh, they, they leak something and Roma at the moment aren't really talking about it. So I mean, who in the world could she be talking about? I, th- you know, my, my, I at first I was confused because I thought I read it wrong. You know, maybe, maybe it was I, I, I interpreted it as an uh, an Inter player w- will be added into the deal. That's how I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. For a right, moment. I thought, but then you know, it's uh, you don't really mistake a hashtag. Uh, you don't really put the wrong <laughs> hashtag. So. Uh, you know, in my mind, immediately when it comes to Inter, the one player that has interested Inter over the past few seasons is Florenzi. And we've heard uh, quite a lot of rumors going around. Uh, even even Di Marzio reported that Florenzi's role at the club is still not clear. Uh, the future uh, of Florenzi is still not clear that Roma are taking into consideration a profile like Hisai. Um, whether you like it or not, it says a lot about, you know, the current situation of the current captain of Roma. And if if this rumor is true, if what, if, uh, if what uh, Eleonora Trotta is saying has some truth to it, then my mind immediately points to Florenzi. That is who I thought, too. Uh, I mean, another name that, I mean... I, I could potentially see is maybe Kolarov, maybe I don't know. Um, he's really the only player this summer that we've seen linked to them, so I, I don't know if he could be a candidate for that. But yeah, I mean, f- for me, without question, it's it's Florenzi. And interestingly enough, I mean, this week especially, we've seen his future really come into question. I mean, we've seen him linked to potentially a move to to Tottenham to replace uh, Kieran Trippier. I mean, I again, we we've talked about him yes, exhaustingly yes. on this podcast, so I don't want to, I don't want to continue to criticize him. But I mean, <laughs> I I am very confused as to where all this interest in him is coming from, and and I don't mean that in an insulting way. It's just. I mean, it's it's not like this is Sassuolo who's knocking for him. I mean, these are <laughs> these are big clubs. This, these are big clubs, and Florenzi hasn't had a, 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 
an interesting or you know a good season really since what since 2016 uh the second the first half of 2016 that's about it because then the injury took place he was out for a long long time and then he was never the same so i really can't see why anybody would still rate him uh, among the top clubs then you know the the question of kolarov is also interesting because i've read many sort of reliable news sources that said that fonseca wanted to uh, uh, to 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 keep him that kolarov wanted to stay and play in europe and not go to say turkey because he was also linked to turkey uh and you know and you have to think that jeko and kolarov being so tightly net together being so close to each other you know obviously that's the second option and and i think those are the only two options because both players were linked to inter inter are clearly looking for additional fullbacks um but 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 what interests me the most is why are we including an additional player into that deal you know like i don't i don't really believe that deal would be uh, just for, to send Jeko off to Inter, and uh, it, it seems like there is something, you know, boiling in the pot. Wow. Well, what a what a segue that is, because Mauro Riccardi. First off, there is a I don't want to use him by name, but there is somebody from Radio Radio who said there was a meeting between Roma and Wandanara, and first off. Hasn't happened. Didn't happen. Fake news. Fake news. And I hate using that term. But 100% fake news. Never happened. Um, I'm convinced the guy who reported this, the only thing he's ever broken in his entire life was Nangolan to uh, to Roma. Um, and that was like five years ago. So anyway. Yeah, and he's still living off of that. <laughs> and he is still living off of that. Yes, it's very true. Yeah, I, I messaged someone at Roma and they laughed us off completely so no Roma never met with anybody for Cardi but they were uh they were linked with him earlier in the summer our good friend Sandro Alstini about an hour ago more or less put cold water on the entire thing but they haven't made it a secret that he is not in the plans Antonio Conte said so today he reiterated it even further that Nangolan Icardi are not in their plans now you would imagine that potential move to Juve would probably catch his eye a little more than a potential move to Roma. But, I mean, if Juve aren't able to bring him in, I mean, surely then Roma are the next option, no? To me, well, it seems at least feasible. I, I don't think yeah. it's out of the question. No, I, I agree with you. I actually think that uh, Inter right now look very desperate about this whole Icardi situation. I don't think they played their cards right. Uh, you could clearly uh, hear frustration uh, uh, in, in, in Conte's words today, um, uh, where he basically said, you know, we're late with, with, uh, with everything. We're late with, uh, with buying players. We're, we're late with selling players. We're not on time with the schedule that we set ourselves. And the major holdback is Icardi. Now, Icardi... Uh, I don't think it's a secret. He's not that highly rated outside of Italy, um, probably because people associate him with too much bad publicity, too much, you know, just 
too much noise and they don't want it. And meanwhile, in Italy, it seems like some teams are more willing to take a gamble. And I think those three teams are Juve, Napoli and Roma. And both Juve and Napoli clearly have had contact with Icardi. And there's talk of Juve already having an agreement with Icardi. Um, But certainly Roma are a club that is looking out for that striker position. And there's not not a lot of options out there. And so I think Roma are a perfect destination if Inter become really desperate. And this thing drags on till the end of August. I think that's when Inter start looking at Roma, at Napoli. And they say, you know, maybe we should lower our prices because... If not, we're just going to what have Icardi sitting uh, uh, on the stands for the rest of the year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it seems unreasonable because the money he, Icardi would be making at Juve if if a if a move would happen uh, or if the figures are are real is beyond what Roma could offer him. Apparently, there's like a contract of eight million on the table. I don't know how true that is, but that is something Roma just simply cannot do. Um, but if it depended on Inter, I think, you know, they're, they're going to just offload him uh, as fast as possible to the, the one that offers the most. And, you know, and it's they're just having trouble with establishing Perisic's role in the club, Nainggolan, what to do with him, the situation uh, he's in. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's unrealistic right now to talk about Icardi. Um, another player that I think has been linked with Roma from Inter was D'Ambrosio. And that's also, that's something that I could see potentially happening. See, in my opinion, he's a better Davide Santon. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. A viable for me, I don't know if he's necessarily an out and out first choice player, but He's certainly better. I mean, he's better than Florenzi, right? Definitely better. Miles better in, uh, in in on the defensive end. Miles better. Maybe on the offensive end, it's questionable. But when it comes to defense, you know, just watch some inter games. So uh, other than Icardi, we have the situation with Iguain that is dragging on and dragging on and dragging on. Anytime we publish a story... On the, on the website and under the tweet, I mean, the majority of comments are, why are Roma still dealing with this guy? He's made it clear he doesn't want to come. Uh, you know, they need to move on. This is a waste of time. I mean, is that how you feel about the situation? Or do you think this is posturing from Iguain to potentially get a richer payoff from Juve? Or do you truly think that he's just not sold on a potential move to Roma? Um, Because I I stand by what I've been saying the last two episodes. I mean, if his desire is to play in the Serie A, then he has no other choice than Roma. That's it. There's nobody else. And and really, who else is out there? Because uh, West Ham uh, got Haller. Uh, They got their striker. Uh, They were at the one... A Premier League team interested in, in, in Higuain and they're fine now so uh, there's really not a lot of options we've seen today reports that say that uh, um, in the what what do you call it the summer cup or whatever that 
Juve are playing, uh, Higuain is not wearing the the number, the number nine, nine shirt. Right. Their nine, number nine shirt is gone from his back. He's got the twenty one shirt. So that that's you know if you can call it that that's a big that's a big question mark because uh, you know Higuain has been wearing for years and years and that's the shirt of a starting striker and and yet it's not on his back and you you start to wonder uh, also you know that Juve are interested in Icardi and there's definitely been contact between the two parties so you know everything you know, as as much as you can dislike this move or you know have doubts which i have because you know the higuain from last year just wasn't convincing didn't look good at all um you have to start p- putting the pieces together and not, it all looks like juve are trying to make good contact with roma they want to sort of build a relationship with roma around this transfer they want to push higuain to roma and in exchange get gardi from inter and so that then all parties are sort of satisfied, right? And, you know, I don't think that uh, Higuain doesn't necessarily like Roma's destination. I mean, why should he? You know, we, we said it. He makes a lot of money at Juve. He plays with world-class players. Here he would be playing with Diawara, Vertu, Mancini, Spinazzola. So <laughs> completely different setting. He would be playing in the Europa League again compared to Juve, who, you know, are contending for the Champions League. So it's, I think, I, I, if you ask me, I think it will happen. Um, but it's interesting to see, really, this summer is, is is full of interesting dynamics. And this dynamic between Inter and Roma is something I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it is interesting because you have, it's more or less just a merry-go-round in dominoes where one needs to fall and then it seems like the you know the other two will fall in place but it's still waiting for that first one to fall there's no doubt that they need to bring in a number 9 i mean even watching that friendly yesterday again I, i'm not going to overreact but chic man he he just lacks that presence there's just something about him i mean i know he's scored a couple of times but maybe you feel differently. But I, I, I don't. I just when he's out there, for me, he just doesn't impose himself in the way that a starting number nine should. And and I, I still think that's because he's not a number nine. He's a number fourteen. <laughs> a number the way the way you know the the way he the way he played at Sampdoria. He wasn't a number nine. He he was next to somebody that was more experienced that uh, sort of helped him out in those in, in in situations like that so i don't think you know it's and also Sheik at this club i i said it many times i don't think he has a future here anymore as much as i like him i liked him at sampdoria i i i still see some good things i think he's very, technically very skilled but he doesn't have that dog in him and it's it, it seems like he's deflated every time he's on pitch because he's he knows uh, you know, some of the magic has gone away. He was he was one of the highest rated prospects in, in world football after that season with Sampdoria. And he went from that to just a bench player at Roma who sometimes gets the final minutes. And if not, then he gets booed and whistled off the pitch. So 
it, it, it's tough. And I, in all honesty, I just don't see him uh, starting for us. You know, I see a lot of people with wishful thinking, putting all, uh, putting out these uh, formations for next year with Schick starting. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, there's not, there's hasn't been any talk of him leaving or being in. I mean, he was they, there was rumors of him being inserted into a potential deal with Milan for Suzo, but I don't know how true or, or reliable that is. It just seems like he's stuck in this gray zone, and we have a lot of players like that. We have players that clearly want to be somewhere else, but just can't attract enough attention. I don't even know what the right word is for it. I, I guess you would say I'm lucky. But do we remember that summer? I mean, Sabatini wanted to bring him to Inter. Uh, Juve, we all know what happened. He had the medical with them. They found the heart issue. Um, then Roma ended up purchasing him. They made him wait for some time to get healthy and fit. But, I mean, that almost reminds me a bit. And, again, this is probably a little unfair to him, but... It really, it really does remind me of Itorbe, who everybody wanted him. Milan wanted him. Uh, Juve wanted him. Antonio Conte more or less quit after Roma clinched his signature uh, because Juve wouldn't spend uh, for them to do better in the Champions League. Yeah, it was all because Roma beat Milan and Juve uh, to Itorbe. So it's in one sense, it's like, okay, well, Roma are winning these races against these other two sides with... Uh, historically uh, a, a much richer success of, of winning. But then uh, Aroma are cursed because they win these races for these highly rated guys. And look what happens. I mean, they, they just turn out to be disastrous. I mean, and the, the, the unlucky part, the even more unlucky part for Aroma is they, they set up this operation in the payment terms for Schick that – there's nothing they can do now because they owe they owe another 20 million euros to Sampdoria in February of 2020. So I mean, there's nothing they can do wow, at all. That is, Absolutely uh, nothing. That is so depressing. It's it's uh, it's like Roma. You you think? I mean, I remember uh, that summer with with Magres, um and this. Seriously, it, it, well, aside from that, like, this whole saga with James <laughs> right. to Napoli uh, uh, it, it reminds me of that Mahrez summer where we constantly heard a lot of talk about this wonderful player and then nothing happened. Um, and then, and then we, we had our hopes up because we are linked to this fantastic young prospect that we had just seen at Sampdoria do stuff that we hadn't seen such young players do in a long time. He was compared to all sorts of players, from Bergkamp to Thierry Henry. Uh, and and then you splash a lot of cash, you finally beat the competition to it, and and that's what happens. And that's what happens. And uh, I wish one day Roma get out of that terrible spiral. Uh, if Schick was sold by Roma before 1 February 2020, Sampdoria would re- receive 20 million euros or 50% transfer fee, depending on which figure were greater. So Holy at minimum, shit. Sampdoria are going to receive 20 million euros uh, this February from Roma for Schick, which is absolutely terrifying. And there's no, I mean, there's no way to get out of this with a profit. That's obvious at this point. Uh, I mean, the even bigger problem is, is he's going to enter another season where 
I mean, let's be honest. Other than everybody, as you just said, putting out the probable or the possible formations as of this moment, because we all know Jekyll is going to leave. I mean, there is not anybody who is ready for Schick to lead the line. I mean, even your most optimistic of Roma supporters, even they are not willing to hand the, uh, the, the keys to the attack to Schick, which is terrifying. I mean, there's nobody who believes in him anymore, it seems. What's more terrifying is that he doesn't believe in himself anymore. That's the most terrible part, is that if I could at least see some sort of, I don't know, something on that pitch, but it, 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 it's terrible because every time he walks in there, I just can't see anything worth uh, being optimistic about. And, and he knows it. And he knows it. And that's the most terrible thing is that probably he knows he cannot leave Roma or Roma will refuse to let him leave because of these financial constraints. Um, and at the same time, he's not granted any significant role. And he's just and he's just so young. And this would be the perfect time for him to to make a comeback to prove something to develop because he hasn't developed that's the worst thing is that you don't see progress you see the same player over over again getting more and more insecure um and you know with with roma having had such a tough season last year with jeko refusing to really be into uh, whatever Roma were doing, you would have expected Schick to finally explode. Remember when he had that run of like five or six games where he was a regular starter because Dzeko was uh, uh, injured and we both said, you know, let him play. Let's see what he can do. Um, and he just showed something for two games and then off he went, dis- disappearing again. And that's the most disappointing part because he's not old. He's not injury prone right now uh, compared to the beginning of the first year he was at Roma. Um, he was healthy most of the year and and still couldn't deliver. It's entirely concerning. I mean, and we're not even mentioning the financial portion of it again. I mean, what Roma paid for him is just when you when you compare it to his output, his goals, it's just, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. I have to be honest, though, in his first season, do you remember he was obviously, so he was out for the first couple of months, and then he came back into the fold, he struggled. But then do you remember his first season towards the end of it, where I, I believe he scored either three or four goals in five or six matches? I have to tell you, when that happened, I thought, oh my gosh, we've got a player here. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, there was a run. That was, there was a, the run against the uh, spot, against the... Uh... Either Udinese or Kievo, I remember, yeah, it was uh, towards March, April, and, you know, and it seemed like uh, it was, the hope was still alive that he maybe could partner up with Dzeko. Um, I also really, ser- seriously, and, and this is not because I have something against Dzeko, it's purely ob- objective. I didn't see enough... Um, helping hand from Dzeko. I, I hope that a veteran like Dzeko uh, would have at least shown some signs of wanting to to help that young player grow and thrive at Roma and, and sort of, you know, leave him... At, you know, we all knew Dzeko would leave Roma pretty soon in the near future. 
maybe Sheik could have been the, the, the future. And and Jekyll didn't seem like he was interested in, 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 in doing that, in partnering up with Sheik, showing him the ways of, of you know, of a starting striker. Um, that was also, to me, very disappointing because I remember a long time I was saying, let him play with Jekyll, let him play with Jekyll. And the times it happened was not convincing. Both underperformed. Both got in the, their own way. Uh, uh, Sheik would get in the way of Jekko. Jekko would get in the way of Sheik. And ultimately, we would lose games uh, uh, because of that, because we were not effective offensively. And and it was just uh, a sad thing to watch. Well, if that's your concern, then I would think the last player who, <laughs> who Roma would want to bring in is Gonzalo Higuain, no? <laughs> I mean, you could make the case his... Um, his, especially on the pitch, his attitude is worse, is worse than Jekko's. Yeah, yes, th- well, definitely, but I don't expect Higuain to to play with Sheik because, again, I just don't see Sheik being uh, an integral part of of Roma. I just don't see him being a regular player for Roma. Uh, meanwhile, Higuain, I, I, we, we both said it. It all depends on the motivations, right? So, uh, if Roma, if Petraki, if Fonseca can really get to him like Sarri did. Uh, at Napoli, or even Allegri did in some instances, even though they had sort of a, a, a difficult relationship, um, he got Higuain still has something to give. Uh, and, you know, he's two years younger than Dzeko. Uh, with all these photos, and I saw a lot of Photoshop things with, with him being, you know, <laughs> overweight, which yeah. which probably was the case last year. I don't think it is this year. Maybe there was, I think there was a video of him sprinting with Ronaldo and people were making fun that he wasn't sprinting fast enough. Um, you know, those... And by the way, he's also faster, probably leaner than like 90% of us, but... You know, Twitter. Yes, Twitter and <laughs> Twitter, and you know, it's again, it's, it's exactly, it's it's easy to make these judgments, but it, to me, it all depends on the circumstance. If 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 a player like Higuain can buy into the fact that you're coming over here to to be important, to have a major role, to to beat this new team with this new coach that wants to build a, a new way of playing at Roma, um, which we haven't seen really. We haven't seen any proper football in like two or three years. Uh, so if, if that can happen... I would be more optimistic about the, the Higuain deal if it if it goes through. Um, it, it it all depends on the right motivation. As to Sheik, I don't think there is any motivation left there uh, because I think it was all drained out of him. He was also, I mean, he didn't do himself any favors. But I also think it was just Roma handled that situation with Sheik, his injuries. Uh, you know, remember how Di Francesco used to put him down every single time. Yeah, that, that was depressing, and I think that was Roma's biggest mistake—not putting enough confidence into a very talented kid. And um, th- these are the results. So, given uh, Higuain's age, he's 31. He's going to be 32 on the 10th of December. It's very clear that he—you can tell by the way the rumors are being talked about is he wants a permanent solution. He doesn't want another loan to Milan. He doesn't want another temporary move to Chelsea. He wants a permanent solution. Ideally, in his mind, you would think that would be a Juve. But if you're Roma, 
are you ready to commit uh, three, four years of contract to this guy at very significant wages then, um, knowing that that's probably the only way you're going to get him? I mean, would, in your mind or in your opinion, would you take that risk? For, for me, while it is a huge risk, I, I think you almost have to do it at this point because – whether we want to believe it or not, there are very few other solutions for yes, Roma. I mean, listen, I, we we both said it. Uh, when it, when the first news broke out that Roma are interested in Higuain, we were both very skeptical about it. And I'm still skeptical about it, but we cannot forget how talented this dude is if he wants to be. It's like people just choose to to look at the weight problems, to look out, to look at his, you know, his uh, thinning hair, um, <laughs> to to you know, to look at whatever physical or just issues that happened within the last year, and and they completely forget the the, the immense talent this dude has because he was still very effective at Juve. And, and he was one of the major contributors to his first year at Juve. Um, and, and, you know, and it just, to me, it seems, it seems weird to, to, uh, to put aside all the talent, all the good he's had done in the past, um, just to mock this, uh, this operation because Higuain is a very talented dude. I don't think anybody would have expected to see a player of Higuain's caliber a couple of years ago at Roma. And again, I seriously, I challenge anyone to to give me a list of strikers that you know are going to come in and produce because we need that. We need uh, uh, something reliable. I know Higuain from last year is not the most reliable player, but if I had, have to choose uh, whether Higuain or, or some youngster from you know, say Argentina, uh, I, I'll pick Higuain uh, because Roma need certainties this year. They all, they surely need to gamble a bit, but the striker position with Jeko's departure is 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 too great of uh, of a role to to sort of give into the wrong hands. Yeah, I completely agree. So beyond the the number nine role. What else in the market do you think this team needs? Um, it's very clear because Veritu is on his way. Diawara, they'll, they'll both arrive tomorrow, undergo their – well, Diawara is arriving tonight, but they're both undergoing their medicals tomorrow. Um, other than the striker position, um, do you think any other business needs to be done on the market? Well, my my first uh, my first reaction is sell all the players that you can sell, all the players that are giving you trouble, yeah. all the players that are not buying into this project, uh, all the players that clearly want to leave. All by this I mean Zonzi, Jeko. Uh, uh, you know, even even you know, start to to question the 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 importance of the role of uh, uh, the likes of Fazio, uh, Perotti. Don't make them so sure of themselves, uh, uh, and and then move on to that center back position. I think that is the additional center back along with Mancini is extremely important. Uh, you need to get it right, and I would, I would certainly love it with Alderweireld. I would be ecstatic about it, 
but Roma need to have other options ready uh, because it's just too important. You don't want to end up with Fazio starting. You don't want to end up with Juan Jesus starting. You don't want to put Mancini in a difficult spot uh, the same way you put Cristante last year in a difficult spot because the team was constructed so badly that he had to play in a difficult position, had to take responsibilities that he just wasn't fit for. Um, You don't want to do that to a young player like Mancini. So that's the next role I'm looking at. And, you know, it seems like even by the reports of our friend Filippo Biafora, who said uh, the the next target is certainly uh, Alderweireld. I think Roma are on the right track. I think they're identifying the right uh, priorities. So, yeah, so just to end it here, Alderweireld is without question the guy I want them to bring in. I think he's an incredibly talented player. But our good friend Giovanni tweeted this out, I believe, either yesterday or two days ago. But he said something to the effect of uh, Alderweireld has the feel of the Mahrez situation from a couple of summers ago where you're linked with him, you're linked with him for months and months and weeks and weeks, and it just drags on, and then you ultimately settle for uh, a replacement who may not be anywhere near the level of what the player was that you were originally linked to. So is that how you feel about this situation? Because, again, we talked about it in the previous episode, but I'm still stunned that this is even under consideration from his point of view because it just... I don't understand how it makes sense. No, I understand. I, I mean, yeah, I, agree, I, I certainly agree with you. I, I certainly agree with uh, Gio, also called Dandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I certainly see the similarities because it's you're you're basically uh, dealing a player of the same caliber, a player that really is world class, was just in a Champions League final. Um, so. You know what's the what's the next best option uh, today? Armando Izzo renewed his contract, so uh, I'm sorry, John, he's off the table. Um, you know, I heard of of two names, Nkulu and German Petzella. Um, obviously, those are not names up to Alderweireld, but who else of that caliber is out there for Roma, right? And um, you know, listen. I really, I ho- I trust the professionalism of Petraki, just like the way I trusted Monchi when he came in. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I gave him a chance. Uh, I'm doing the same with Petraki. I, I believe that he realizes it, the magnitude of such a deal um, and has other options available. Uh, obviously, not of the same caliber, but who are you going to bring in to match uh, the, the, the sort of talent of Alderweireld? I don't think there's anybody out there. I completely agree. I, I think the fall off in his level to the next uh, the, the next names that have been linked to Roma, I just think there's such an immense gap that the letdown should Alderweireld not arrive would be absolutely immense because it almost feels like Whoever does come in, you're almost to a certain degree, uh, you're you're settling for a lesser name. So right, right. So hopefully, right. yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be stunned if they get it done. I I will be unequivocally, absolutely, no questions asked, stunned if they were to bring in Alderweireld. Because again, and also and also, John, if they weren't to bring in Alderweireld, it is important. I'm fine with bringing in a guy like German Pizzella. The important thing is that Roma don't do what they did with Schick, which is overpay him. Overpay a player that you can get for a reasonable price 
just because you're desperate and you don't have options out there anymore. The sake of spending big just to spend big to say, hey, look, we made a we made an important purchase, I think is silly. I mean, again, you just mentioned it. We saw it with Chic. You could certainly make the case they've done it in the past with other names. I mean, we don't have to go down the list, but we we mentioned Itorbe. Spending all these euros just to say, look, we made an important investment is pointless. It's stupid. It's only done to appease fans. I despise it. So I completely agree with you. I, I hope they don't do that. I Obviously, Nkulu is not at the level of Altavero, but if you're telling me they could bring in Mancini, uh, they can bring in Nkulu for the defense, and that's added to Spinazzola and Paolo Lopez. If we just compare that to the previous season, is anybody really complaining? Because that's certainly an upgrade. Certainly, I mean, if you if you, if you compare it to the likes of Marcano or Moreno, again, those players that were brought in without really, without really having any sort of significant role. I mean, Moreno left after what six months or five months. Uh, just players that were brought in for the sake of bringing in players that um, this Roma. And I mean, Petraki's Roma cannot make these mistakes. They, as I said, they have to do things just the right way. And it seems like, you know, Alderweireld is going a bit out of your reach. But if they can pull it off, man, it, it um, obviously it's the pitch that, that 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 speaks because we've seen what Vermalen, uh, the problems Vermalen had uh, oh, uh, at Roma. But obviously yeah. that's a different situation since Vermalen was coming off years of injuries uh Alderweireld isn't um but still it's the it's the pitch that that speaks but at the same time you you just cannot not applaud the, the management if a deal of that magnitude uh, takes place completely agree i i couldn't have said it better myself so that's where we will leave it we will be back next week where uh, we can obviously talk about Diawara, Veritu being introduced, and who knows, maybe some more movement on the market. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. So as always, everybody, thank you so, so much for listening. And as I said, we will be back next week. So until then, ciao. Ciao.